the Movie Hour, episode 153, October 13th, 2011. Just a small heads up, everybody, the following our programming does contain both movie plots and swearing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Humphrey Bogart's Treasure of the Movie Hour. I am your host, Greg Maloney, and tonight we are back to the original Trinity. That is our standard lineup here on the show. My brother James and Tigers fan Jeff. Welcome back, fellas. I'd rather be called a trilogy, like we're in chronological order or something, so <laughs> if everyone's cool with that. The trilogy, huh? Yeah. And then yeah. we can be the original we can trilogy. Be the, yeah, we can That's be right. the original. <laughs> exactly. We can be the original, original trilogy. No one will care. Fuck, Lucas isn't going to care, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that right now. Jeff, welcome back to the show. I'm, I'm guessing you've uh, listened over and over again to the to the episode last yeah, week. Yeah, I Did take we... notes on what um, what other people are doing uh, wrong so right, that I can right. correct you, it when I get back. You hold a lot of grudges. You hold a lot of grudges. Nobody's, a lot of grudges, yeah. Nobody, I, nobody... I, like an elephant, never forget. <laughs> also, like an elephant, I can weigh up to two tons. <laughs> I, yeah, I just want to make sure we didn't, you know, we treated Piper with respect and that uh, you uh, appreciate everything we did for the episode. And Yeah, no, it was a great episode. Yeah, it's always a good time. And uh, it was unfortunate you couldn't make it. But I, on the other end of that, did you do us proud at game five of the fucking... Oh, it was uh, wonderful. Yeah. It was it was excellent. Um, I didn't want to go too nuts because I didn't want to, you know, get killed. But uh, definitely, you know, when, when the Tigers were scoring and then again towards the end of the game when it was like really tight and really crazy uh i was i was getting into it in fact, was it very what's that what, oh, i was gonna say was it a jose valvader verde that was on that was closing when they were full bases loaded and they like took seven timeouts like between pitches was that him or was that early uh, no 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 that was um that was not the in the ninth inning no okay um the ninth inning was actually pretty the top of or the rather the bottom of the ninth went pretty quickly uh jose valverde was three up three down but okay. there were a couple different pitchers that got into uh bases loaded jams and got themselves out of it God, it was so awesome it was definitely tense. seems to be a recurring theme for us yeah, I couldn't. How do you? Uh, I don't even want to talk about last that double night's play. Game. Yeah, that double play was crazy. How do you do that and not turn around and win the game? Just take that momentum and do something with it. Lineup freaking sucked. All right. Anyway, they <laughs> they got another game tonight starting like right now. So hopefully that'll that'll go better. Yep. It's got a down two, down two. But the Lions five and zero. Oh. <clears throat> I don't know if uh, anybody happened to watch Monday Night Football because nobody. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, it was pretty cool because you're Bears. I'm a Bears fan, dude. It was a great game. So I, I'm just happy every time I say, "Dude, Johnson end zone," and then Stafford just throws it to him and he goes on. Yeah, like it's just. I don't yeah. know. I don't know exactly what's happening there, but it looks like those two are pretty talented. Yeah, <laughs> looks like they have some something. It's pretty going. bad when your down day involves like 100 yards and a touchdown for the day. It's just like, oh, it was a slow day for Megatron this week. It's like, oh, it didn't get two touchdowns, so <laughs> oh, too bad. Oh, yeah, it's um, it's been a fanta- old, apparently. still some fantastic sports, still from fan- some Van X. Yeah, I took in sports too. I was in an away game. Oh yeah, that's right. You went to uh, the Northwestern. Went Michigan to my game. first Michigan away game at Northwestern. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Campus Good game nice. too. Michigan comes back for the W. Yeah, yeah. It was once they stopped throwing the 500 ball in the air and. <laughs> allowing two interceptions and one really long game they, they settled down and did what they should do and the short passes and they're running off tackle stuff and pretty much clobbered them so the Dinhard show yeah so it was cool good stuff great weather i should have been in shorts it was that nice and yeah it was a good time interesting stadium it's so small compared to the big house big house is like what 120 or something and oh hell yeah man everything's small compared to the big is, house northwestern is like thirty thousand. And probably 60% of the crowd was U of M people. So it was kind of funny. I went to a, a Stanford game when I was out visiting Laura and Steve. And uh, Steve took me out to see one. It was awesome. It was almost yeah. like being at like a, a double A baseball game where if you screamed, like pretty much half the stadium could hear you. It was just. They all turn and look at you. Right. Like, oh, you asshole. Like, they could probably find you if you said something. <laughs> not like, not like to keep harping on my sporting event, but I swear at the end of the game, <laughs> like, I heard the ball hit the glove. I, I was. I had pretty good seats, but they weren't that good. Sweet. Like, I heard the ball hit the glove, and it, when A Rod struck out, like, it was that <laughs> quiet. And I just went. <laughs> bananas i was i was screaming like i lost my voice immediately that moment 
moment just screaming at the top of my lungs. Now our, uh, I assume New Yorker fans are like the ones that you kind of have to fear for your life a little bit. You know what? Sure. Like, yeah, to an extent. And I had, you know, part of the reason, part of the thought process behind me getting decent seats is like, yeah, it's worth the extra 50 bucks to take it to not be dealing with like the bleachers fans. Um, if that makes sense. Right. Sure. Yeah. And so, you know, I was in a, I was in a section where people weren't like, people were kind of getting into it, but not like crazy. Right. Uh, and, uh, but I, I think on the subway ride home, I was much safer with my shit eating grin and like my, you know, my, my tiger's, uh, swagger than I would have been had I been Alex Rodriguez. I think that yeah. that guy there was 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 for him. would be, would get lynched. That, that guy is done in New York. The people here just hate him. Wow. <laughs> had no idea. Fantastic news. Fantastic news. Uh, speaking of fantastic news, there's some uh, some more developments in the, the Hollywood world, one being the, the home video route. Netflix has come come back to strike us. Jeff, did you catch this email? Did you see this one, the most recent development? It's uh, Netflix email me again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I send them to my spam folder now because it's so often, but I decided that... We messed up again. Right, right. Pretty much. I will... Yeah. Uh, it's pretty short, so I'll read it verbatim. Uh, Dear Greg, it is clear that for many of our members, two websites would make things more difficult. So we are going to keep Netflix as one place to go for streaming and DVDs. This means no change, one website, one account, one password. In other words, no quickster. <laughs> While the July price change was necessary, we are done with price changes. We're constantly improving our streaming selection. We recently added hundreds of movies from goes on to list pretty much like, I don't know, 20 different... Uh, yeah, every media outlet you can think yeah. of. We value you as a member. We are committed to making Netflix the best place to go to get your t- movies and TV shows. Respectfully, in the Netflix team. Uh, so, Netflix, how am I going to understand the difference between Netflix, which sounds like I'm watching movies, to this new world you're going to come to when you're delivering me video games? I'm going to be so confused. We should call mm-hmm. it like Quickster or something so I know what's going on. I just... I I really I swear these people are just throwing like darts at a wall and seeing what they want to say next. It's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, How about a little bit of follow through? Like somebody had an idea in there and everybody's like, Yeah, yeah, good idea. Bully, bully. And then somebody's like they got a really negative reaction from the public and like, oh was kind of crap. Can we kick that guy out? Yeah, yeah, let's kick that guy out. It's gotta be the best board of directors in the world. Just Anybody have any idea how screwed we all are? I, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It seems like being Netflix, doing very well, you had at least done some kind of, I don't know, decent amount of focus groups to figure out that Quickster's a stupid idea. Yeah. Oh, and so name. You ask your your average person, what would you rather do? Log in on two different websites or just one? What do you think? And and like I can see him writing it down. Okay, okay, yes is your yes. I would like one. People want to be more organized. They want two different ones. <laughs> I don't know. just <sighs> Netflix. Something. This message was much less important though because it wasn't from the CEO. Yeah, it was just a Netflix team. So. No, because he got fired. <laughs> he was the guy that got booted. Huh? <laughs> they, he sent out that rogue email, and everyone's like, "Jesus Christ, we got to put him on lockdown." <laughs> he's he's been f- instituted. He's he's in rehab in New Mexico right now. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, a funny funny situation. Netflix, keep it up. I'm, I'm happy you're keep on giving us material. <laughs> your your demise is is hilarious. Yeah. The one other big... This is what you get when you screw with the movie hour. <laughs> Pretty right. much. People heard us, man. People heard us. And it's... Uh, people saw Quickster and thought, well, that sounds like something sexual, like Jeff said. And others said, I just don't want it. I don't want it. Be a part of it. But, uh, yeah, the other thing... Another said, about... that does sound like something sexual. And I'm interested. <laughs> and then a few others said... Yeah, anyways, uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, um, sort of... a. Uh, Breaking news, we actually got got to watch this a little bit ago. I think it was released uh, around noonish today. They released the, the first Avengers trailer um, for everybody to view and take a look at. And it uh, looks interesting. We've all seen it now. And I haven't seen a lot of the build-up movies. I watched the original Hulk. I watched uh, all the Iron Mans. And I think that's it. I didn't see Captain America. I didn't see Thor. And, uh, I think I've seen them all. Yeah. Uh, I'm realizing it. There's, I didn't uh, see any of the Hulks or Thor. I didn't see the first Hulk. I saw the Ed Norton one. Right. Which was the one... Ed, was there any in, Ed Norton, in the Ed Norton version? Was there any of uh, 
shield in that one that at that point they knew the avengers was going to happen right yeah like i think they show a clip of like tony stark on the news or something i forget okay. how it worked right. right but yeah what do you think for uh, a blockbuster with you know this is joss whedon putting together an ensemble cast he's uh it's kind of kind of good at having multiple main characters or at least as in the past what do you think uh, about the trailer i don't know i mean i'm a little leery of giving it my full support for sure i don't know it's just i don't like a lot of the guys or the characters in it i thought it was a pretty decent movie considering i didn't like the guy so maybe he can do something with this i don't know but you don't like the actor you don't like the character the character i don't like i've never been a big thor fan so and every time captain america it's because your deep-seated hatred for norseman that's right (laughs) that's exactly it it comes back to my prejudice anybody (laughs) any nordic people (laughs) but yeah um i didn't want this to get ugly (laughs) sorry i'll i mean joss whedon should be able to do a good job but i don't know we'll see it's I'm pretty leery about it. A lot of personalities. A lot of yeah, a lot of personalities. Just trying to get them a mesh on the screen, and putting these guys in like a present day atmosphere. Just, I mean, a lot of times it ends up being weird. So I feel like the constant's just gonna be like, Iron Man, you come with me. Yeah, we have to make sure he's in every scene. So you know, he's spicing it up. It's gonna be. I just, I do find it interesting that it's gonna be all these people together, like in the. Did you ever read the Avengers comic, James, or no? The Avengers? Yeah, I collected that one. Was it, during the Avengers comic, was it all these guys, like Jeff mentioned, is it all these guys running together, running around together quite often, or do they do split up into groups and it's just sub-stories throughout the movie, you think? Uh, if I remember correctly, in the comics, they I mean, they would split up from time to time, but for the most part, I mean, it was a group dynamic, so it's not like, oh, you know, Iron Man's going to have his own storyline real quick or anything like that, but, I mean, if they did something like that, I think they would do it for like the entire comic. So in a movie atmosphere, right, right. It's going to be a little different animal. Man, just looking at these names is hilarious. Uh, there's so many fucking names in this. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. The, I probably will end up seeing it. So I'm, I'm a little impressed that it's pretty much the first Avengers team. It's not exact, but it's pretty much. So it's, I'm like, at least they're doing it somewhat true somewhat to the chronological story. as opposed to the X-Men that just did whatever the hell he wanted and still fucked it up. It seems like they're throwing in uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, giving her like a big role. Or yeah, she, she wasn't. I mean, I don't know if she was ever an Avenger, so I don't know why she was in there, but... You know, yeah, she's like, she's supposed to be part of the S.H.I.E.L.D., Shield, right? It's Black Widow, and then she starts, like, her own little thing? Or... Um, I'm not real familiar with the Black Widow. That's why I know that she wasn't part of the gotcha. team back in the day. Well, I guess we'll all find out on uh, May 4th. Jeff, I already bought everybody tickets. Right, Jeff? Ready to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, can't, wait to, can't wait to see that, and... Uh, I guess I can. We I won't be able to share with you, you know, that review today because it's not out yet. But I do have another fantastic movie I watched this weekend that I want to share with you guys. Didn't uh, catch any important movies, right? Am I the only one that watched? No, it right I didn't want to take up any of your time for this movie, so I decided not to watch anything. Right, right, Jeff. Same, same thing. You knew I was going to be doing an important movie today, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know. It's been fun. It's uh the movie I caught was top. At the box office this weekend, people. So I hope you guys are keeping score. 27.3 mil. Yeah. Movie called Real Steel. Ever heard of it? Hugh Jack's office knockout. CGI. Nice. (laughs) What I did there? It's a boxing term. Ides of March, you thought this was going to be an intelligent weekend? Nope. Real Steel time. Uh, So a movie starring Hugh Jack being a fantastic little plot. It's a... I think it's uh, supposed to be like 2020-ish or something like that. I'm trying to remember how far in the future it's supposed to be. But it's uh, it's in a world where humans, being humans, wanted boxing to turn into a uh, killer death match, which we might be getting closer and closer to. That's ar- it's arguable. I'd be, I'd be willing to listen to that. And it was decided that we couldn't do that with humans, so we were going to create robots to punch each other's lights out. And we actually start the story right in the middle of it. You don't get to see any of this history. You just get to hear about it with like five seconds of dialogue during the middle of the film, which is uh, an interesting <laughs> Remember part. Remember we used to be boxers? No, not anymore. Now we have robots. Okay, let's go. <laughs> That's pretty damn yeah, They're going to the supermarket or something. <laughs> yeah, but they are shuffling through pictures. I will say that Hugh Jackman is in some pictures punching people. Um, just <laughs> That's so great. Um, yeah, so... 
other people in this movie, uh, I'll, go, I'll get to that right now. There's Hugh Jackman plays this you know retired boxer, now manager for robot boxing. And then you've got uh, Dakota Goyo, who plays his strange son, who he hasn't seen in forever, but his wife just died. And uh, his um, sister-in-law, his uh, kid's aunt, has pretty much opened up a uh i don't know you'd call, i don't you I don't know if you call it suet but pretty much is trying to get full custody of the child and he's completely down he actually sells his kid in the very first 10 minutes of the movie for i think a hundred thousand dollars to the the parents so he's an asshole you get the you get the feeling that hugh jackman's looking out for numero uno you know what i mean and it's uh goes from there <clears throat> to the point where they also want him to hang on to the kid for the first month because they're on like some special trip apparently the writers all they could think of is well they really want the kid but they needed to he needs to take him for a month because they're going to be on on a trip across across the country so he gets stuck with a kid for a month learns uh learns the error of his ways as he's hanging on to the kid and through these robots that, that they're managing and everybody becomes super cool uh evangeline lily plays uh what you can sense to be through all the nuances in the acting um, you can sense was his once uh, Hugh Jackman's once lover and now is like his um, landlord at the, at the gym he works with or works at. And it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic they have together. The highlights of the film include me uh, pretty much yelling at the screen a couple times. There were a, a couple of <laughs> you yell stuff like get him. No, there were actually, <laughs> the uppercut um the two things the two things that i remembered i actually jotted these down because i had time during the show uh join the nintendo fun club today i definitely (laughs) hugh you're in detroit look out because there are lots of this movie shot in detroit you can see the rensen you can see the canada across detroit river stuff like that and uh, i was very happy to see that there were uh, obvious landmarks of detroit in the film and it was supposed to be in detroit or they just happened to be detroit just, stuff no 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 i don't know where they were supposed to be but it wasn't they never said detroit um well i mean if they're showing the rensen i feel like they know that i mean well it's well, actually it's moved to 2020 it's one of those where it's uh it's r- really dark out and they do like a sky super high sky shot and you can see the river a lot of canada and you're seeing downtown detroit but you, to pick out the Ren Sen, you have to sort of know what you're looking for kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, there's the Ren Sen Towers right there and the giant GM or anything. I don't know if you see that. I don't remember that. Although, I did see it with Davey, and he was saying he didn't see the GM sign, so maybe that maybe that is right. Anyways, that was the first thing. The second uh, highlight was also, I think it was Davey said, why isn't the samurai robot doing karate? Which was, which was a very interesting question. We couldn't really figure that out, but it was a very... Uh, mind mind numbing movie. It was intense. Hugh Jackman dialed it in the entire time, which you know, um, obviously that's probably what he, I, he would do. Uh, dialed he, it in or phoned it in? Dialed it in sounds like he's focused. Oh really? Okay, I you're right. So. You're right. Phone- yeah, dialed in is like you're right on the ball. I'm sorry. Yeah. Phoned it in. Okay. And yeah. I think he's trying that to. That means he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that means the exact opposite, Greg. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it was all sorts of bad. We went to see it as a drunken feature, and it was awful just doing that. I just have one question. At any point during the movie, does Hugh Jackman take his baseball cap and turn it the other way? No, but we yeah. were talking a lot. There was a <laughs> lot of uh, references, a lot of references to over the top during it. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There were there were so many points where like Davey and I were talking about like what's going to happen in the next five minutes and just laughing the entire time afterwards. Probably <laughs> one of the one of the greatest awful moments in the movie is Hugh Jackman and his son are. Still, still on the rocks a little bit. They're driving around in a rig. Nice, nice. Robots. Yep, that would have a robot in the back. He just lost his prized robot that he spent fifty thousand dollars on because he's an asshole and doesn't know how to operate it. And he was cocky and thought he could take on a, the number one robot in this underground robot ring thing. Anyways, loses that robot, so he goes to the junkyard, and they're looking for a new robot or robot parts so they can put something together. And they're sort of like sneaking around through spotlights. So like Hugh Jackman's like, okay, this is time. We got to run through it. You've, there's all this, um, all this uh, uh, suspense building, building, building. They get so them just raiding the a junkyard. Yeah, they're just raiding a junkyard. <laughs> they get past the spotlight, and they're looting the place. There's heavy rain, and then the the kid's like yelling at the father and is walking backwards. 
And Hugh Jackman's like, look out, you're near a ledge. He stops, turns around, sees the ledge, and then like the ground gives way underneath him. He starts flying down this ledge, and a robot arm, or it's the foot, is like sticking out, and it catches him, and the kid like is hanging off the ledge for his, you know, almost dying. And that robot ends up being the super cool robot you see in the movie that's just, you know, oh, it's number one. <clears throat> ends up Wait, so it's friendly and helpful? Friendly and helpful, yeah, friendly and helpful. Uh, the kid makes some references to the robot having actual feelings and is self-aware. But they don't really develop anything past a minute worth of conversation, so you don't really see that. There, it's just... Director goes, people love this shit, like Johnny Five and uh, <laughs> iRobot. People... They teach you to swear. It's just... Man, it's it's all sorts of bad. Uh, Evangeline Lilly, being the, the love interest, she you know does her job. She's come a long way since being an uncredited appearance in the movie white chicks in 2004. So she's a great, she's hot is what she is. Uh, and she's going to be in the Hobbit though. She's going to be a elf in the Hobbit coming up soon. So you got that coming for it coming out, but yeah, stay away from it. I don't even care if you have kids, don't go see it with them. Cause it's, uh, it's bad. Even for a drunken feature, it was bad. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I was, I was kind of worried. Luckily, luckily I was working, working the juice pretty, pretty heavy that day. So, don't see it. Waste enough time talking about it already. It's just Real Steel is uh, out right now, and yeah, don't don't go see it. So, I believe James, this uh, comes up to your part. Your part of the deal. Oh yeah, my part. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say that Hugh Jackman wants the kid by the end of the movie. In case you didn't see that coming, and I'm trying to remember. I don't even remember. I was, does he have to win him in the battle? Like no, battle. no, he does not have to win him in arm. Does not have to fight for the custody of the the child. And a truck. <laughs> and the truck. Oh man. Yeah, there's a there's a part where he like pretty much realizes the error of his ways at the very end, and there's like no wrap up. There's no five minute wrap up of like here's what happened after. And yeah, anyways, fuck it. Stupid, stupid. Moving <laughs> on, James. We got we got to talk. We got we got a quiz, right? We do have a quiz. And this will be a repeat of the th- type of quiz I did last time. Um, it's that before and after combo where I I'll, love this quiz. We'll give uh, the plot of one movie mixed with the actors from another movie. I'll describe them at the same time, and you have to tell me what uh, combined title that will give you. For instance, I might describe a hot dog and a dog catcher, and it'll be hot dog catcher. So everyone <laughs> I familiar? still think we need to pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I brought that one back. I'm like, oh, they were impressed with hot dog catchers. <laughs> I uh, I really liked it with the three people with Josh on the show last time we did this. It'll be interesting with two. Hopefully we that's can. Right. Hopefully we can keep it rolling. Jeff and I, we know some shit. Mainly <laughs> Jeff, but and I know some shit too. And we might be able to pull us together. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Uh, let's use this one as our first one. <laughs> Richard Gere and Ed Norton are driving to Vegas. Primal Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Damn. 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 I should like I, I was I was stumped on Ed Norton and uh, Gear in the same movie. I'm like, what is it? What is right, it? Right, right. Primal Fear. I know. Okay. <clears throat> Next one. Johnny Depp is captured after a failed raid. He escapes. With Kira Knightley, the princess. Kira asks Depp for help to find her father, and he agrees. Ice Pirates of the Caribbean? Ice Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow! <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I knew it was I haven't even seen Ice Pirates. <laughs> and I was like, Pirates of the Caribbean, what? And then I'm like, okay, maybe it's Pirates. Ice Pirates? I cannot believe Jeff gets Ice Pirates before I do. <laughs> I cannot believe it. I was impressed as well. I was worried about that one. That'd be a little unfair, but I guess not. Space herpes? Anyone? Yeah. Uh, I didn't do a space herpes reference, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. With England and Germany on the brink of war, Britain asked Corbin Burnson to help. Burnson agrees and meets with fellow volunteers Tom Berenger, Dennis Haysbert, and Rene Russo. The meet. Or sorry, the three meet some resistance while recruiting Wesley Snipes' help. They are joined by two more people before departing to Venice in a submarine. 
Major League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes. It's getting rocked. Blanking. I'm pretty proud of that one. <laughs> Blanking. What's sad is I had the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen like plot down, but I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> All right. I did not I forgot Renee Russo was in that fucking major league movie. Tom Cruise is a retired cop who works security with his buddy Carrie Elwes. Their charge is killed by Randy Quaid's minion. <laughs> Cruz and Elways hurry off to protect Quaid's next target, Nicole Kidman. They save her, but Elways is killed. Cruz hides Kidman at Robert Duvall's church. Shit. After a big battle, Cruz saves Kidman by killing himself before he rapes her. New York City celebrates the millennium. Is that all of them? That's all of them. Can you give me the actors again really quick? I'm just going to read through them again real quick. Tom Cruise is a retired cop who works security with his buddy, Carrie Elways. Their charge is killed by Randy Quaid's minion. Cruz and Elways hurry off to protect Quaid's next target, Nicole Kidman. They save her, but Elways is killed. Cruz hides Kidman at Robert Duvall's church. After a big battle, Cruz saves Kidman by killing himself before he rapes her. Uh, Do we get like half points? No. And New York City celebrates the millennium. End of Days of Thunder? Yes, that is correct. Nice I, did, nice I did not job. know the Days of Thunder. I was just fucking guessing. <laughs> that is correct. All right. Randy Quaid's in that fucking movie? <clears throat> yeah, he's that's like how, one of the that, racing that's bosses. That's how End of Days went? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he has the Greg remembers before. End of Days? Dude, Arnie's in that movie. Of yeah. course I've seen it. Of course, uh, I've seen it. I think we saw it together, but I didn't watch yeah, it again. Arnie kills himself before Satan makes. Yeah, rape. dude, Arnie fighting <laughs> himself, like his inner struggle in that end of that movie was what gave. That's what like killing off. himself before him raping her. Yeah, because he's pretty much doing the same face he does like when he's dying on Mars. <laughs> like it's that face you see when he's. Do- it's amazing. It's his you know, old like, face. Yeah, it's his old face. <laughs> All right, next movie. David Keith comes home from work to find his children, Matt Dillon and Sarah Silverman, have run off. He and his wife, Marky Post, hire a caretaker, played by Cameron Diaz, to watch the children. Diaz and her friend, Ben Stiller, take the children to the Something park. about Mary Poppins. Yes. Mm. There's something about Mary Poppins. Really should have had that. Nice job. Okay. Robert De Niro lives next door to Cuba Gooding Jr. Charlize Theron moves in across the street. They see their buddy Michael Rappaport going over to her house with flowers. They approach Rappaport afterwards only to find out that nothing happened. They then both decide to pursue Charlize Theron. Something about Mary again. No. She likes the Nero better. Grumpy old men of honor. Yes. Old men of honor. (laughs) Can we do like a rank these by just the oddest (laughs) matchups? Some of them are inspired by that. Uh, All right. Gremlins and the English patient. (laughs) All right. Next movie. Kate Blanchett loses her job as a stage actress. She agrees to star in a movie by director Ian McKellen. They leave to go film on location in a remote part of the world. Along the way, Blanchett falls in love with the screenwriter, Viggo Mortensen. Return of the King Kong? Yes. Ah, good job. I wanted to say I want to do Fisher King Kong, but you were not doing Fisher King. I was not. Just bullshit. All right, next movie. Tom Skerritt takes Olympia Dukakis to a fight, but she gets her leg cut off. 
Garrett then gains custody of his son, Dylan McDermott, and they buy Shirley McLean. <laughs> With the help of Sally Field, they prep Shirley McLean, but she gets destroyed. <laughs> Dylan McDermott later finds Dolly Parton in a junk heap. Dolly Parton? Yes. I'm pretty sure I can honestly say that I've never seen a movie with Dolly Parton in it. <laughs> they clean Dolly up, and she starts winning fights for them. They make it to the championship versus Julia Roberts, but Dolly is outmatched. Tom Skerritt. Real Steel up. Magnolias? Yes, Damn, real I knew it was Real Steel. I knew it was Real Steel. I did yes. not want to let it go, but I had no idea what the second movie was. What did yes. you know? Like real steel. Was when you were ta- when you were talking about the leg being removed, I'm like, all <laughs> that's right. What I was worried about. And then like, earlier you were mentioning you were talking to Dave, and I wasn't sure if that's what it had to do. Actually, with. we weren't talking about oh. that, but yeah, he was talking about the quiz in general. But yeah. yeah, son of a bitch. I haven't seen Steel Magnolias. All right. I just like the what's, fact that they're scored that uh, Olympia Dukakis and Shirley MacLaine and Dolly Parton are fighting. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, it's six to three. All right, six to three. Next one. Jeffrey Tambor leads a mission to capture a Somalian leader. During the mission, Marsha Gay Harden is injured in enemy territory. Claire Forlani launches a rescue attempt, but gets shot down. Jeffrey Tambor leads troops to defend that crash site. During the rescue, Brad Pitt is also shot down. Meet Joe Blackhawk down? Damn. Yes. (laughs) I hate having half the riddle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next one. Alan Arkin instructs Bill Paxton to skip vacation and work some more. Paxton promises favors to kids if they get good grades. Paxton gives Julie Warner driving lessons. He also accompanies Kimberly Williams to Lamaz. Indian summer school? God, yes. Indian summer Summer school the whole time. (laughs) All right. God, I need to rent summer school and watch that again. Summer's a good movie, too. This will just make sense. I've seen Indian summer. That's a pretty good film. I like it. And he got it before I did. I'm half retarded. All right. Next movie. Is this a right brain or left brain kind of thing? Never mind. Go ahead. Ben Kingsley promises to protect and help a student. Alfred Molina and Jake Gyllenhaal go to visit a friend of Molina's. Gyllenhaal spends Christmas with, with his buddy and almost kisses that friend's sister, Gemma Arterton, if I can pronounce it right. Later, Melina's friend tells them the secret he was hiding. Melina and Gyllenhaal set out to retrieve a locket. They return, but Melina is weakened. The half-blood prince of Persia? Yes. God. <laughs> I'm not probably My last one was Kingsley kills Melina. Yeah. I knew, right. I knew it was Prince of Persia, but I had no idea what the other fucking movie was. All right, next one. Russell Crowe is hired to teach. Leo DiCaprio is embarrassed by an assignment. Lance Henriksen is coerced into going to a stuffy dinner, but meets and falls for Sharon Stone while there. Hmm. Got dead ears, mate. (laughs) Gene Hackman decides to try acting. What the hell? But Gary Sinise finds out and makes him withdraw. Hackman kills himself. Russell Crowe is fired, but DiCaprio stands up for him on a desk. Okay, to review. Russell Crowe is hired to teach. Oh, Quick and the Dead Poet Society. Yes, the Quick and the Dead Poet Society is correct. That first movie is awful. (laughs) Awful. Okay, I have three more. 
Ed Norton and Beverly D'Angelo discover a bomb in a building. Elliot Gould tells them that the bomb was used to dispose of bodies. Norton and D'Angelo follow the evidence to a neighborhood in Texas. They are chased out of, a, out of two nearby domes by a swarm of bees. American History X-Files, the movie. Yes. What's correct. great is I was thinking about the X-Files. Like, there's no way he's picking the <laughs> X-Files movie. Not a chance. Uh, shouldn't have held that tongue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two more. Oh, man. Bruce Willis skips class. Michelle Pfeiffer is dead, deathly ill. Tim Matheson comes to help, but his horse dies. Matheson finds a turtle. Fucking A. Matheson passes the Sphinx and sees Bruce Willis. Matheson goes back to Michelle Pfeiffer. Bruce Willis gives Michelle Pfeiffer a new name. Okay, to review. <laughs> Bruce Willis skips class. Michelle Pfeiffer is deathly ill. Tim Matheson comes to help, but his horse dies. Matheson finds a turtle. Matheson passes the Sphinx and sees Bruce Willis. Matheson goes back to Michelle Pfeiffer. And then Bruce Willis gives Michelle Pfeiffer a new name. I've got half of it. <laughs> <laughs> the other half is the tough part. <clears throat> Nothing. The never-ending mm-hmm. story of a geisha. No idea. No, it was the never-ending. Never-ending story. story of us. Yes, it is never. Yeah, ending. I couldn't remember story of us. Yep. Until right then. Yep. Okay. The, the, Last one. For all the marbles. Tom Selleck is detained in a freezer. Detained. Detained. Yep. Alan Rickman comes. Aboard as a caterer. Rickman and his goons take over the ship. Selleck escapes to find, and I'm going to butcher this, to find Laura San Giacomo, <laughs> who recently popped out it of the It doesn't matter. <laughs> who was the first name? It wasn't Tom Selleck, was it? It was Tom It was Selleck. Tom Selleck. <laughs> They start to take out some of Rickman's goons and call for help. It's not. So what sucks is when you guess, you're giving them half the answer <laughs> yeah, if exactly. you have half of it wrong. The rescue team is killed and missiles are launched at Hawaii. Tom Selleck kills Alan Rickman in a knife fight and stops the missiles. Okay, to review. Tom Selleck is detained in a freezer. Alan Rickman comes aboard the ship as a caterer. Rickman and his goons take over the ship. Tom Selleck escapes and finds Laura San Giacomo, uh, who recently popped out of a cake. They start to take out some of Rickman's goons and call for help. The rescue team is killed and missiles are launched at Hawaii. Tom Selleck kills Alan Rickman in a knife fight and stops the missiles. I don't even know if this is a movie, but I'm just going to guess it. Six Feet Under Siege? Nope. Six Feet Under is a TV show in HBO. <laughs> Sorry, Peter Krause. Um, Nothing from Jeff? Uh, no? No. Under Siege Breaker? Nope. It was Quigley Down Under Siege. Oh, Quigley Down Under. <laughs> I knew I had seen a movie with Tom Selleck. And, that and Laura San Giacomo is like the other girl in both... Um, pretty woman. She was the other hooker, and she was the sister in Sex Lies and Videotape. I think she was on Just Shoot Me as like the main girl. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So final was uh, we don't have to talk about it. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> it was a Jeff win. I'm sorry, Alan Rickman. I should have known your catalog a little better. 
And I, I might had have, no uh... idea that he was in Quigley Down. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. Until I, because I was just, I just make the movie title Maybe it's time to re- revisit Quigley Down Under. <laughs> yeah, Alan Rickman's in it. There's got to be a little bit of worth to it, right? You know, I'm happy we can uh, go through this quiz with uh, the the honor that we do. But I'm also happy that Jeff's learned that we need to watch Quigley Down Under one more time before we uh, we move on. With there's a lesson to be learned every podcast. Oh my god, there really is. It's educational. I'm gonna put this in the educational section from now on. I'm gonna open it up to kids. Anybody can listen to it. We're gonna have to be clean though. No more uh, explicit comments. Kids. Yeah, oh, guess that, there that goes. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Jim. Starting next episode. Yep. Right. Exactly. Well, thank us again for the the quiz. That was awesome. Um, yeah, as as per usual. Yeah, quiz. that one's cool. I really like that quiz. That quiz is very fun. I right. must have been I'm tempted to go with like a new one where I combine two titles like that, but then I just describe the plot of what I think the movie will end up being if that was the title. I, I love this idea. <laughs> <laughs> It'll either be way too easy or impossible every yeah, time, I, but the, the idea is great. So I might have to test it, but yeah. <laughs> So if I were to give you the the answer, if I give you the answer, airplane gremlins, you would then say a plot that is airplane and gremlins combined kind of thing. But what you think would happen? I don't think you understand how this works, Greg. The names have to fit together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were making up a movie. I am, but you still need to do the before and after part in my mind. Gotcha. No wonder this is so difficult for you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I think this is a, a like a left brain or a right. Yeah, brain. too abstract for you or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't Airplane know. Gremlins. <laughs> yes, I would uh, describe a movie about Gremlins on an airplane. Yeah. Thank you. And Thank you. That's all I'm asking. Wouldn't necessarily involve. Was it that hard? Was it that hard? Uh, right. Right. So, enough with your quiz and you guys' snide comments. We have a Parker Bowles play along to discuss. Another fantastic one. This one was actually brought to you by Jeff, who wasn't here to ask it. And he uh, sent us an email with with the question inside. But there was no answer, which I found odd, Jeff. I yeah, know. I wanted to save my answer for live because I think it's a pretty good one. Um, the first time I saw The Matrix, I remember I was in high school. And I remember just being blown away by the special effects. And then the end of the movie came, and he was dead. Mm-hmm. But he came back to life because... What's her face? The skinny chick loves him. Karen and Moss or Carrie Ann Moss? Yeah, Carrie Ann. I, I, and I just, I remember just being furious. Like, wait, what? Like, no, he's dead. Like, not just dead in the fake world, dead in the real world. Just dead. So and, you're, assu- you're assuming her love brought him back to life? Well, I don't, like, whatever brought him back to life was completely unclear. But, like, the the uh, the story in the movie was that the, that the lady had told Carrie Ann Moss that uh, that whoever she fell in love with was going to be the guy, yep. the, the, the right. one, right? And so he had just died, and she was like, but wait. <laughs> Can't die. Yeah, she's not, freak- yeah, she's not freaking out because you're the one, and right. uh, I got gotcha. you. And I-, I just remember, like, even my high school... Like I'm blown away by the bullet time thing. I was just furious, like just pissed. Like what? Come on, have a little respect for your audience here. You could you could have done a lot of things. You didn't need to do this. Okay. Well, they did because there's two more movies to come, and if he was dead, yeah. Well, they, they just didn't even need to kill him. It was unnecessary. It's <laughs> a good point. He's got a fantastic. I mean, he's not Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he's not. I agree. I uh, that as much as you might like him to be. Yeah, because Obi Wan would have just folded up his you know, hands and gotten killed. Right, and yeah, just fuck you. Got kill me. Go he ahead. Yeah. yeah, Darth, if you strike me down, I double dare you to kill me. That's such a cool move. You don't, you don't even want to kill me. <laughs> I will just freak the shit out of you so you won't yeah. kill. Me. You ever been haunted kill before? Me. I'm gonna scare you with voodoo so you don't kill me. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Good I will become super powerful if you kill me. Try it. I dare. <laughs> it's a. Uh, a fantastic question and uh, i i found it very interesting like when i read it i'm like this is all he sent me it's like a sentence for it and it's like six words i'm just thinking okay but where's the answer i'm gonna i'm searching my email maybe it came in another one and i'm I, I i'm happy you answered it live it's a it's a good answer and hard to describe in text i can i can see that being a lengthy answer but uh right i guess this brings us to our next parker Posey play along which is uh mr james james is uh Parker Posey. Mr. James. <laughs> um, so yeah, I uh, I had a really 
pretty crappy one, but I just thought it'd be a less crappy one before the show, so I'll use that one, I guess. <laughs> so it's crappy. Yay, less crappy. <laughs> less crappy. Uh, this one's pretty mindless. All I need from you is your favorite cinematic cop. Your favorite cop character from a movie. Judge Dredd, next question. <laughs> That's exactly okay, where question. my mind went. Actually, mine went to um, Demolition Man. <laughs> That's so bizarre. Um, then I will take uh, Copland, yeah, for the track. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> that is really bizarre. Well, actually, I am kind of taking a, you know, Sylvester Stallone related a little bit. I am going with Axel Foley, who was originally supposed to be played by Sylvester Stallone. Oh, shit. I forgot yeah. about that. It would have been a totally different movie. But anyway, I'm taking Axel Foley. Beverly Hills Cop. Um, he's humorous, you know. He's a smooth talker, and he can be a little badass sometimes. And even his name adds to the quality of the film with the whole comedic part where uh, Bulky Baltamanos or whatever his name is from Perfect Stranger is trying to pronounce his name. Like, Mr. Achwell, you or something. Mr. Foley is here to see you. And then uh, yeah, he repped Detroit, and he you know was back in Murphy's actually glory days instead of what he is now. So. I am going with Mr. Beverly Hills Cop. That's a good answer. A fantastic answer. That's tough. Now, and it can be comedic, be serious, whatever you want. Gotcha. Gotcha. To ask the obligatory question, it's anybody that is empowered by the, you know, by, yeah, empowered by the city or some municipality. Yeah, it's got to be a lawman, basically. A lawman. So if you want to pick a sheriff from a Western, God bless. Right. Right. That's not what I was thinking. I know, because you love Western so much. No, I did think about it. But I'm not going with, you know, Paul, or uh, what is his name? Paul Blart, Mall Cop. None of that. Okay. Damn. And and Polly Shore from Jury Duty. I can't pick Polly Shore from Jury Duty because it's just Jury Duty. That Uh, would be correct. (laughs) Because I really wanted to pick that. And you can also not pick. Uh, Kevin James, the zookeeper. Right. It's a zookeeper. But, but we could pick a Because he only has power over animals. <laughs> right. Because he, only... <laughs> he only has power. Um, yeah. Hmm. Jeff, do you have an answer? I do. Um, Man I want to wanna hone it. So. That's what we need. Hmm. That's fucking tough, man. All right. I got, I got one. All right, so I'm going to go with Willem Dafoe in Boondock Saints. That's good. Firefight. Yeah. His scenes in that movie were the thing that separated it from a million other crappy movies that are sort of like that. that. Um, And uh, just a very rich and uh, an interesting character and uh, like very, very breaking the mold of the typical cop uh, guy. So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's he, he made that movie. Yeah, he did. Because I didn't really care for that movie except for him. I was trying to think about that, too. I was trying to think of, like, a cop that was actually just a bad guy. But he's just, like, you know, you think cop good on the on the side of the people, but a complete asshole. And I couldn't really think of anyone that I liked. Like, still on the side of the good, though? You, not like a dirty cop? Is what no, you're I was thinking of a dirty cop. I was trying oh, to think okay. of, like, somebody that... Go with Commissioner Gordon. He's pretty cool. I, got a, I could tell you. Eckhart. Like, oh, God, that's a good one. He's Eckhart. not a cop. He's a lawyer. What's wrong with you? Do you not know what a cop is? Wait, what are you talking about? He's not a cop. Eckhart, think about the future. He's like... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay, the character, guy, not Aaron yeah, Eckhart. Jesus. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Aaron Eckhart. Jesus. Oh, so, yeah, it wouldn't be so the... So quick to judge. <laughs> you were the one that thought Polly Shore was a cop in jury duty. I, you <laughs> gotta be quick did to not. judge. I knew it was a juror. I was playing around. Mr. Judge. <laughs> you were. Uh... Judge Jeff. <laughs> um, God, Eckert is a giant asshole in that movie. I love him. I don't know if he's a good pick, though. Not a main character. He does die. Spoiler if, alert. If you want a dirty cop, you could take... Well, yeah, you won't take it just because I'm saying it, though. But uh, Alonzo Harris from Training Day. I haven't seen the movie. Oh. Um, I just know Ethan Hawke's in it. Yay! Yeah. You can take him if you want. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like any of those answers. <laughs> and even though... even though, uh, Yeah, I don't think like... Even though Jeff was kidding about it, I do watch Demolition Man from time to time. I'm known to do that. But then you have Judge Dredd, who's, you know, executioner, jury, and the, and all those other people. 
I'm not sure if I've seen Judge Dredd. I keep thinking of Demolition Man every time I try to picture him. It's the same thing. It really is. We have Rob Snyder. Rob Snyder is the difference. Okay, then then I have seen it. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the one with like. Wait, the no, Rob Snyder's like, in the and Rob Snyder. Yeah, I was gonna say wait, wasn't it? Because yeah, that was the one. He's involved. The that's Demolition he's, Man. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because he's a cop, and then he's like a fellow escapee yeah. in Judge Dredd, right? Son yeah. of a bitch. I didn't think about that. All right, well, I have to pick an answer, and my favorite of the ones I've thought of is just Eckert, just because I really he's he's really supposed to be like a no person role, not important, but he plays just this super obese asshole cop in their original Batman, mm-hmm. and Joker gets or uh, Joker gets to shoot him right in the chest from you know somewhere he's up in the rafters somewhere, and. Uh, he sticks out in my head, so I'm picking him. He deserves it, because if he's stuck in my head right now, then... Because nobody else will pick him, that's why. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a good answer, too. <laughs> good reason. But, right, I, I like that question. I was trying to, I was really thinking, I was trying to think of, first off, I was trying to think of a robot. I'm like, what is a robot cop? I want to fuck everybody's mind with this. I'm going to pick a robot cop, and then I couldn't think of one. And I'm sure there's... At the risk of uh, picking someone's <clears throat> choices, I was thinking that a super trooper might show up, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. A large farva. (laughs) (laughs) Got you good, chicken fucker. All right, all right. So anyways, question. Parker Posey, play along. James, uh, name it one last time. Who's your favorite cop character from the movies? Man of the Law. Lawman. Yes. Favorite lawman. Uh, Question will be at the boards. Gungapit.com. As well as our other topics that we talk about. There, I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see those Halloween pictures I posted on the boards, but they are hilarious. I Take the time to view them, Jeff. With Raisa, too. They're for the whole family. They're fantastic. And Raisa's mom. And Raisa's mom. Make her make her look at them. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> I think he's all bored with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll be on the movie art page on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, make sure – if you guys uh, don't know, I don't know how you guys end up listening to the podcast, but uh, we're also on iTunes if you want to subscribe through there. There's a billion ways. You can just search Movie Hour, Going a Pit on, on Google, and you'll find us. We have all kinds of uh, – we're everywhere. We've got our hands in a lot of different lot of different pockets. We do. So we have a lot of power here, so don't fuck with us. And, uh, right, don't mean to scare everybody. James, Jeff, thank you for uh, being back here once again, and thank you for the input. This is Jim Maloney signing off. I guess. I guess. I guess. Your problem. Never mind. Wall Street. What? Um. This is. This is. Uh. Yeah. Wait. What? What do I normally say? Drive safe, people. Yeah. Yeah. Red six. Yeah. I got it. Anyways. Uh. Thank you again for listening. It's the Humphrey Bogart's Treasure of the Movie Hour. Catch you next time.